the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. So hello and welcome, welcome. everybody and <laughs> hi, I'm Fiona. I'm Kavila. And we are here today <laughs> to really, I guess, um, well, talk about our podcast, May the Life Force Be With You. And thank you for for joining us. And we've we've recorded a few now, haven't we? We um, have. We didn't really know how to start. <laughs> no, it just kind of has naturally evolved as as our conversations always do, as you'll discover in each episode. Um, so it's actually been nice to now reflect back and come back and start at the beginning once we've been through a little bit of the journey already for sure and I feel like we didn't know how to start so we kind of just jumped we just started in. yeah <laughs> and then we were brainstorming about how you know how are we going to start now that we've already started and what we realized is that it might be really good if we introduced ourselves and connected to our why, our why we're doing a podcast called May the Life Force Be With You. That's all about life force energy. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe um from that a really good place to kick off um is perhaps what life force means to you. So life force for me is spirit it's it's the energy that you could call is sexual energy or mojo or good vibes good vibes <laughs> or charisma or but but the best description that i have of it for me is it is the part of the soul energy that is in the body that is the thing that we recognize being got gone when a person dies and the life force energy is your soul juice <laughs> <laughs> and therefore all of the the fuel of your purpose and your reason for, for being wow it's pretty important then <laughs> what <laughs> is, is what i'm hearing what is life force energy for you? Uh, so life force energy for me, I guess the first thing that comes to mind um, is energy um, and it's effort and it's intention behind all of that. So how, you know, we, we, we tend to think that we have unlimited energy supply and life force supply and it's only in times when you don't or when you reach the opposite end of that high energy state that you realize that actually you need to be quite protective of it it's really important it's kind of what fuels you literally day to day but it can impact so much of your life from you know what you do who you have around you and when you're out of whack <laughs> out of kilter out of alignment with your 
energy, your life force, then you really feel it. And I've been through some times where that has happened to me. So for me, my interpretation in my head is very much around that energy, what I'm doing with it, how I'm topping it up, how it makes me feel and how I can recognize when I don't have so much of it at my disposal. You know, when your battery's full, you can top up and grab some. But when it's empty, it takes a lot more to reach down and kind of pull it back up again. It really does. And so for me, it, it like energy is the first thing that comes to mind. And then the second part of that is when you said about the soul juice. <laughs> I, I think that when we all have good, positive, filled up life force energy, we become more of ourselves. So it's oh, about being more do. of who we already are, <laughs> but we just do more of the good stuff. It's like topping up the good juice. And so for me, it is that combination of energy, but also being who you are, mm. your soul, being your spirit, true, your you, being you than you. That's that's what it makes me feel as well. That's beautiful. And I, I really resonate with everything you say. I, I feel like. You know, since I, I committed to this message about life force. I feel like I've had really challenging lessons every time I haven't been in alignment, every time I've done something against um, what serves my life force. And it's like it's magnified because I've committed to being a messenger for, for how important this is. It's like whenever I... I'm not honoring my life force energy. It's so magnified and I and I see so clearly the impact of not of not prioritizing your life force energy. And well maybe it's a good a, a, a good question to follow on from that is is maybe to share a little bit about what you do and what your journey has been to to do what you do. Mm. Um because you know I'll admit I don't know how to sum up in in a in a short sentence what you do because <laughs> I have been worked uh with you mm. uh in group settings and um privately and it's always very difficult to kind of um, articulate the impact that you've had on my my life force and my energy and kind of my mindset as well um, and so I don't think I'll do it justice so maybe you could just <laughs> <laughs> explain a little bit about I guess what you do in 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 your daily work but also how you got there I'm sure it'd be very interesting because I don't think I actually know the full story so I I help people to live in greater alignment with with their lives and their paths. And I do it through what I would describe as as grounded multidimensional spirituality. And how would other people <laughs> describe it, Karila? <laughs> Stay with us, guys. Stay, Stay with, with us. us. So I, I am a channel. I work with spirit guides. And, uh, you know, channeling is a very, very broad word. I, I feel like you can work, you can channel spirit guides, but you can also channel your own heart. You can channel mm -hmm. Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. There's many things that, that you can do to have a divine conversation with your own truth. Yeah. 
and oh i'll give you an example i say my my kind of you know digital logical mind um terminology might be i use my inner guidance yes yeah absolutely and that's your intuition yeah, in intuition. a different languaging it's your yeah. higher self yeah. so you're just li- or listening to your heart or absolutely. like there's all of these phrases that are out there in mainstream vocabulary where oh my gut told me i listened to my heart all these things were actually you know, people might say them as a throwaway comment, but it's very much tapping into the energy and the the messages that you get. Absolutely, everybody the conversation has the of your this. own alignment, and yeah. and absolutely everybody has the. But we've just kind of blocked a lot of time for sure, and and you know, not everybody resonates with um guides, but I think everybody mm-hmm. resonates with connection. Yeah, exactly, and so. My path is very much about helping people live in greater connection with their own truth. Mm-hmm. And and I have many, many different, because I, I've dedicated my life to connection, I have many, many different avenues and pathways and tools uh, that help that. And, and really the kind of big priority of my path for many years was something called shadow work which is about working with the deep subconscious and using using different tools to access the deep subconscious so that you can release yourself from belief systems Mm -hmm. and patterns and blocks and things that don't don't serve you you. that aren't your truth it's kind of like my path is all about helping people really find out what is true for them and what isn't Mm -hmm. so that they can live more of their truth which I believe is like the way to to a happy life and for me and my truth part of that is is uh working with with knowledge that is gained from what I would describe as other sovereignty so mm-hmm. the knowledge that you can get if you actually take the time to listen to a tree mm-hmm. or to listen to great spirit or to listen to um, Mother Earth. And for me, that's been profound in my experience of how much wisdom and knowledge I've, I've gained from doing that. I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but that's kind of how my pop has unfolded. And so having experienced how powerful that is personally and I I always say that whenever um whenever I worked with you but actually whenever I talk to you I get an upgrade that's how (laughs) I I I describe it I get a little spiritual like whoosh and um you know but I guess one of the the questions that might intrigue people is how did that start like how did you feel that you had that in you is it something you've always felt as a child or is it something that you know you had some kind of event that kind of tapped into that and you really felt it personally and then wanted to share it with others is it all of the above you know what what was the first moment that you can remember feeling that you you had the gift that you do or the calling that you do so channeling is a birthright everybody Mm. is it's 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 a total myth that this is special it's not special. Every, every, it is a birthright. If you are a human being, then you have the right to communicate with 
whatever you want to communicate with like we are the great talkers of this planet <laughs> the great communicators the great storytellers well, i think we, we touched on that in one of our yeah we do. episodes about how everything and <laughs> everything has a life force everything. everything and so actually we have the ability to connect Absolutely. to everything and so it's, so it's a birthright it's a birthright that that for many reasons gets shut down mm. and suppressed and switched off um, and ed- kind of in a way educated out of us do you think that comes from that um and, and maybe it's that kind of teacher pupil parent child relationship where you you kind of get told this is how you're going to think this is what you need to believe because it's my belief and then this is and then it kind of like mushrooms from there because you think about the innocence and the creativity oh, and the connection all that kids, kids talk have. to trees they talk to nothing <laughs> they, they talk, talk to, to everything. everything yeah and um, they have fun their they life have force fun. is topped up when they're doing totally and um, because you know our life force does get topped up by connection mm-hmm. and and it's it so it's interesting because i actually teach people channeling and connection and I've done mm, it in so how to do it for themselves. Yeah, and I've done it for many years, and mm. I've also taught in Japan. Yeah, and I when I first started teaching in Japan, I was like, "Oh, Japanese people are amazing at this!" Like I was teaching them, and they were like opening up straight away. And I was like, "Why? Sure. Why are you so much?" You know, I asked my guides. I was like, "Why are Japanese people so good at channeling? Like, why?" like are they just gifted because <laughs> that's what yeah. i thought and the guys were like no they haven't they haven't got burning of the witches in their dna mm. you know their paganism shintoism is still very much a part of their culture and so they they don't have that collective shadow that we have which is that if we are open about our spiritual truth we're going to be burnt alive and persecuted. And, and that shadow is impacted. So the witches of Salem play their part. Absolutely. That, that, that kind of shadow around, around what spirituality is mm. in the last, mm. you know, in the West has really impacted us. Um, and there's many other reasons as well. Many, many, many. You know, everybody's journey is absolutely personal and and not everybody is going to believe the same thing that I believe and I think that's really important to say is that you know spirituality is about finding your truth and your your truth our truths are like stars you know everybody's truth makes up the whole of the stars in the sky and 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 so this podcast is not about prescribing my spirituality or your spirituality or anybody's spirituality and i think that's that's probably an interesting (laughs) and funny thing because when people perhaps look at our backgrounds and the way that we talk about things and the worlds that we come from they on paper appear very very different but actually there is still you know our versions of spirituality are are somewhat different but they're also completely aligned they're just two different versions of the same belief and that is that my spirituality is that i believe that we all have the ability to create the life that we want that's my version of my spirituality and it's not connected to a faith other than a faith in, in yourself self. yeah and i and i feel like you know 
outward faith and inner faith, they're, they're just mm -hmm. reflections of the same thing. Just reflections of, you know, our power to believe is our power to believe, whether it's in ourselves or, or in others. Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about well, your I still, I still don't think I got... Hang on, hang on, okay. one second. I still don't know if I got the answer from you. The answer. And that what, when did you feel like this was what you wanted to do and your calling? Like, did you have a moment where that came to you? And, and what was your life force energy like at the time? Because you know we will jump into mine in a sec but i didn't i didn't realize <laughs> mine until i had none left yeah right so i'm interested if because people always say to me do i have to hit rock bottom do i have to be depleted before i know how to build myself back up again and i want to say no but sometimes it takes an event sometimes for you does. to feel that shift so i i am interested to know what if you had an event if that was what happened to you so i my journey into self-help, it's not, it's not a quick story. My journey into self-help started because I was really depressed as a teenager. And I was like, I am going to kill myself or I have to find out how to be happy. And, and like, I didn't have yeah. a choice. And so I started reading self-help books mm -hmm. to try and figure out how to be happy. And that's what really... What did you first pick up? Chicken soup for the soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lot of people's like gateway <laughs> gateway book and it really helped me because it was so good at re-perspecting you know it gave you new perspectives and that and, and could you feel yourself as you're reading it going ah okay there's a glimmer there right you're looking for that that window to just think slightly differently in tiny little moments that just then create the momentum to want to discover more i had to if i didn't right. i was going to so very conscious myself. yeah like if i didn't i was going i wasn't going to make it oh my goodness like that's how it was i had like i had no other choice if this didn't work then that was it um and that so that put me on a self-help trajectory and on a then you learn about things like manifesting mm -hmm. and then there were like really significant moments. Um, many people were starting to say to me I was a healer and I didn't really believe them. And then <laughs> I went on holiday with an ex, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> but it like it meant that I was left alone sitting on a load of rocks out at sea feeling very devastated and very very upset and Gosh, I, there's a lot of metaphors in oh, there i know and i asked i asked I, I said to the universe if energy is real i need to see it and when i opened my eyes i could see it and i was like well now i believe in this because i can see it and so that was huge um in terms of the channeling you know, I started to meet channel. I started to meet people that could could channel, and I was like, "I want to do what you can do." <laughs> like, and so I learned and I practiced. So it wasn't like a magical story. It was like a like, okay, I have to learn how to do this all the way through, and maybe that's why. But that is a magical story. Absolutely, it's very easy to go. <laughs> 
oh that could work for me or that's interesting but then not pursue it exactly like you know the manifestation like you mentioned people think you just shut your eyes imagine (sighs) something and it appears magically well it can sometimes but it's also usually the result of tiny little actions tiny little adjustments you've made you you start to be curious and look for things and and then that's when you know the magic can happen but usually usually there's action involved and your action was to be curious and 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 was to learn repetitive action I will say like I feel like one of the biggest the reason I described my path as like grounded multi-dimensionality is because I don't actually like spirituality that doesn't give you steps that doesn't give you an actual how to embody you know um that doesn't give you the mechanics of how to like there's no point in just having philosophy and not knowing how to do it mm-hmm. and and the how is sometimes not easy mm-hmm. and very much it takes repetitive um you know it's a bit like i said at the beginning i've i've now committed to life force energy and Every part of my life that that doesn't honor that is being really blown apart because, you know, me and the universe have this deal that (laughs) if I'm going to talk it, I'm going to have to learn how to walk it. Oh, my God, that's so important. (laughs) (laughs) You've given me goosebumps because... Oh, it actually makes me quite. Why, why, why does that like? Woof, that's really hit me, because I think that from my journey and like my flipping over to who I am now, I don't know how to to not walk the walk. And yeah. I, I, I realized for years I was kind of trying to hide away from what I was growing into, and it doesn't make you feel good. And you know, I don't like it when I work people who don't walk the walk you can see it you can see it like my bullshitometer is like <laughs> it's pretty honed in now but when you feel someone who is a hundred percent authentic which is what you are and and driven by what you do passionately to share you feel it and you feel you know that ripple effect that you have on others around you is because they feel it back too and I I you you're in such misalignment and and suck your life force out if you don't do what you are trying to teach in others oh it doesn't work but it's also a it's a constant practice yeah it's a constant practice and i i think that you evolve yourself you can help more people by evolving your own way of being one of the things i love about you and, and the work that you do and and what you are are giving to others is is that ability to harness constant practice Mm -hmm. in a really really simple digestible possible you're a busy (laughs) amazing human but you can still do this way and I think that that is part of what makes what you do so special and now I want to ask you about what you do (laughs) (laughs) so I I do a a number of things uh but I um 
I and my lovely business partner, Alex, we have a business called Moment Company. And we really help transform workplaces. And we are all about creating um, workplaces that focus on performance, but also well-being. Mm -hmm. Because my strongly held belief that translates directly to life force is that you cannot have sustainable high performance and whatever that means to you without a really good foundation of well-being. The building just topples over if the foundations aren't good. So if you want to perform well, you want your business to succeed, you want to be the best mom, the turning up with energy, turning up and being true to yourself and, and communicate well, make good decisions, business decisions or life decisions, you got to start by being coming from a good place, coming from a well grounded calm thoughtful place and how did you get to that amazing <laughs> <laughs> well it started I guess 12 years ago when I was the complete opposite of all of those things and I've spent 23 years in the ad tech industry um, and I'm still very much active in that and I love it it's, it's like what I what I've done for the longest part of my life but it was full-on and I was working 24-7 for startups and then latterly big corporations like CNN. Um, and um, I was traveling all over the world, looked really glamorous on paper, but I was exhausted. But I felt as one of the small number of female leaders that I always had to be at the boardroom table. I was kind of like fighting to get on that ladder and prove myself. And I wanted to be part of all the conversations and I had a really successful career. I love what I did and I'm so fortunate that it's led me, it took me to all parts of the world and I've lived everywhere. I got so many friends from all different backgrounds and cultures, but I had zero boundaries. I had no idea how to say no. And what that translated into was fear and anger is my two default settings. I was wow. so fearful that someone was going to take all that away from me or that I was going to get found out in some way for like, <laughs> why am I at the board table? And then anger, because I couldn't express it. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. And I didn't realise that I had the power to say no. So then what happened was my immune system and my body, I wasn't listening to my mind. And I thought that a balanced lifestyle was five dirty vodka martinis and going to the gym <laughs> and then working 24 7 funnily enough it was as a cocktail <laughs> and as a life choice that doesn't really work um and in 2014 I suffered from like real physical breakdown my immune system just said uh -uh, we've tried to tell you and you're not listening so we're going to make it impossible for you to do anything and I've got a very lovely friend who scooped me up and said, you are not leaving my house for a week. Oh, wow. And it turned out I had E. coli. I had Giardia. I'd had the norovirus twice that year. My immune system. Oh, and I was training for the New York Marathon. Oh, between all my. This. And it's amazing that you can have had all of these things and just be like, power. And I, I remember vividly, I was actually out in a really long run and I just, lost it I was throwing up into the Thames I somehow managed to crawl home and just locked myself away for 24 hours and I couldn't move and I was so burnt out and I still got up the next morning and went to work and someone found me under my desk at work completely done in and said hey you need to go you need to go 
<laughs> and so that was the start. And I'm like, whoa, that 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 was quite a big message I was getting there. I, I mean, wonder, that is a I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I at this point was so skeptical of everything spiritual. I hated breath work because I've got this thing with Sophia <laughs> where I hate the sound of repetitive noises. So I couldn't even do a yoga class because I hated people breathing next to me. It used to drive me crazy. I thought meditation was a bunch of bullshit. Someone gave me the power of now and I'm like, I'm not even reading that. I was so closed off. And then one day someone um, introduced me to Marianne Williamson and hmm. Abraham Hicks, my friend Susie. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, 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 I'll read this. And there was something in Return to Love by Marianne Williamson that hmm. just made me curious. And just a few things. And she use, uses... Um, religion and faith as an as icons for talking or iconography that around religion to talk about your belief yeah and I was like well I don't believe that but I believe this mm. and there was one day I just lifted my head up and I saw the world differently and I'm like I've been walking with my head down for years mm. and then that started me on a journey of um meditation so I studied transcendental meditation uh mindfulness I studied Reiki um and I just find that the more I did this news alert warning caution I felt better and I'm like ooh, doing a little bit of this makes me <laughs> feel better what if I just did it more and what if I did it consistently and that's what I did and then that then led me to um quit drinking so I'm four and a half years sober because I realized that alcohol was a big part of my fear, my anxiety and my depletion. I was given my life force to a substance and it was depleting me and I couldn't correlate the two. Um, and then back in 2020, I met Alex, who's the co-founder of Moment Company with me, who is mm. one of the best humans on the planet. And we share our spiritual outlook and again different perspectives of, of, of how we get there and um but we knew that there was something in helping share with people how to take moments and you don't need to sit down for 20 minutes a day and meditate eyes closed to feel better but if you can catch a negative thought and just kind of I almost think I'm catching it looking at it and then going okay are you serving me or not? Is this good or is how is this making me feel? And and just coming up with really simple tools and techniques to help people stop, mm. pause, bring awareness to how they're feeling, make a conscious decision to choose to feel different, and then you move on again from a better place of clarity and make better decisions. So it's just that stop, pause, take a moment. And that led us to create a product, Moment Pebble, which is a light, and guided breathing device that helps people just um, remember mm. and anchor themselves throughout the day to take those moments which has then evolved into our workplace practice and coaching and I retrained as an NLP and generative change consultant coach as well so I love coaching I love helping people really feel impact and change um, and I I you know I live it and breathe it now and I'm I'm still in the digital world I'm still you know in the ad tech world but from a very different perspective and I wish I knew all this 20 years ago and I I think that's amazing I think the whole journey that you've been on and 
what you now give back into that world that you know you love when you talk about that world you love it it's 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 not going against the world it's how it's it's how to make the world that you love sweeter and and softer and and more alive and I mean, we we I, I worked for companies that that had mottles on the wall and it was all about crushing it killing it smashing it and I'm like you look at that every day and those very aggressive like you know um domineering almost kind of messages they 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 get into the way that you interact then as a company so crushing it and smashing it and killing it means that you are doing something to somebody else and that trampling over to to succeed and that very toxic type of work environment and for so long that's been seen as what success looks like but actually, I and Alex and I strongly believe that there is a much kinder, more thoughtful, more mindful way of doing business where it's not possible. Let's just be honest. It's not possible to make good decisions when you're in that fight or flight mode. Absolutely. You cannot. <laughs> the whole point is that your physiology shuts down yeah. so that you can run. You're not thinking about making decisions at that point. You're just off. So what we try bring in is is this idea that if you can just learn those like small techniques to just bring that little bit of calm, little bit of awareness about how you're feeling and also then how others around you might be feeling, you make better decisions. You don't need to stop. Hmm. A moment. And it it has such a profound impact on people's communication. And therefore, how businesses operate. It's so interesting to me because everything that you describe about the corporate world, I have also seen in spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so, even though, you know, I've known, I've known of yoga teachers that have damaged themselves by doing headstands. I've known of. I've burnt myself out through doing spirituality because, mm-hmm. you know, we associate this with the like corporate mentality. But I actually feel like this is this disregard for our life force energy is something that runs through mm. being Western at this time, being modern day life at this time and 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 well as we talk about one of the episodes <laughs> we talk about money yeah. and how we exchange our life force for money and 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 for those kind of western you know yeah. symbols of success and i feel like this is you know to, to, i think you'd agree with me but like life force energy it is your power to to manifest it's 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 your creative power it is creational power (laughs) sexual energy is creational power it's your power to attract it's your power to magnetize it's Mm. your power to i love the word charisma charisma your way your charisma you know and 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 within it is your imagination and you know one of the things how you make other people one of the things I notice is that like if my life life force energy is low my ability to imagine is weaker 
So my ability to imagine a different solution, my ability mm -hmm. channeling uses imagination. So so I know when I'm low on life force energy because my channel is weaker. Yeah. You know, and and it's like this is like the magic juice of of everything you want. And yeah, we live in this society where it's it's you know, you just describe the world where it's not important. You know, where like success is not important. Where success is is at the expense of your life force energy. Yeah. Well, which was my direct experience. And mine. And in yours. in in totally different worlds yeah. because they're the same world. <laughs> because it's the same world, because it's the um shadow of the patriarchy to penetrate and push and uh extract. I think that's the the biggest word that I have about these ways mm. that we're describing is extraction, 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 and never regeneration. Yeah. It, it's, it, I, I, <laughs> I think, so um, two things that came up when you were saying that, one, one is that people might think that meditation, spirituality, mindfulness, all of these things are some kind of woo woo wacky I need to kind of sit cross-legged on a mountain and 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 have no thoughts well that's impossible because we all think <laughs> 60,000 thoughts a day that's just how we're wired right so you can't not think but what it does is just bring more awareness to the thoughts that you're having mm -hmm. and as soon as you bring awareness to something you immediately have more control over it and I always say that meditation and mindfulness are wondrous tools because their um their benefits are, are limitless it's not about as i said being completely calm all the time they're brilliant problem solving tools mm. they're brilliant creative tools they're brilliant for focus because what they allow you to do is change state mm. so you're going from a moment of chaos to a moment of clarity you want to kind of feel um you want to feel creative or you've got a big presentation and need energy you can still use all of these tools to just create that state shift from whatever your energy is or your life force is into what you want it to be they're like the bridge mm -hmm. and so one of my goals and what I do is just trying to open people's minds to the fact that it's something they can use to help them in everyday life all the time and it's not some weird shit it's physiologically how we're all wired no one's special we're all the same these tools these tricks our breath our thoughts we're all the same it's just learning how to use them to create the state that you want to be in and in the end the tools are the thing that are you know like the more tools you have the the more chance you have yeah and and because some things work some days and then and, sometimes you need a bigger hammer <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like like if you think of a toolbox the best toolbox has the most amount of tools within it <laughs> and there, there's a variety right it's yeah. not just all the same you no know, all, all different tools is always a good thing a when you're trying job. to build something when you're trying to create something and and i think the tools that that you give people are so 
they're so beautiful and they're so easy and they're so accessible and they're so it's they're interesting so because people don't, don't believe it because they are simple and accessible and but, beautiful. But it's a difficult message sometimes. It is a difficult <laughs> message because we're quite addicted to drama and complication. Yeah. Um, but actually most of the time simple is the the best way the way that you're gonna sustain the the way that you're gonna keep doing and and I think it's it's I'm so grateful that your life burnt you out to the point (laughs) that you are now doing this amazing serve (laughs) maybe not the bit where I was puking up into the Thames maybe give that bit a miss but (laughs) the rest of it so tell me what what do you um what do you want people to receive or to take from our conversations and our intention because you know what we haven't touched on is is why we're now sitting down from both of our backgrounds having this um podcast session so for me the journey to this podcast and actually what is like I said I feel like it's a whole new way of life a whole new mission was I I every eclipse window my company offers people an opportunity to do shadow work on a subject and last year I couldn't think of a subject that I wanted to work on and then I was like oh you know what I'm so tired of being tired that's what crossed my head I was like I am bored of being tired I don't want to be tired anymore I want to I want to work on that I want to work on my tiredness and working on my tiredness was a revolution for me I'd 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 learn a bit like you had and this is why I say even in the spiritual world I'd learn to operate from tiredness I'd learned to completely ignore my life force energy in the pursuit of you know spirituality which seems ridiculous to me now but like that's that's what had happened and it was such a revolution to me and it it made me understand that the most precious resource we have is life force energy and that are you know the outer fuel crisis is is actually just a reflection of the inner fuel crisis and that the inner fuel crisis mm. ha- it has to be addressed because because all of these amazing human beings with all of these amazing paths to fulfill and the amazing moreness of themselves they're not doing it because they don't have the energy. We need the energy to become the change we want to have in the world. We need, we need to sort out our inner fuel crisis. And so it, it's become this, this message that I just want to say to people. <laughs> and what I want from these conversations 
is literally just to remind people and inspire people to think a little bit more about their life force energy because I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't on, it wasn't in, you know, I was looking after my health. I was looking after my spirituality. I was looking after my intellect. I wasn't thinking about my most precious resource. And so I was operating tired all the time. Gosh, how many people can think? How? Here come moment <laughs> and just think. The answer to the question, how are you? How many times is it I'm good, but I'm tired? Uh, so we say <laughs> I'm fine as a nation in the UK 214 million times a day. <laughs> just, as, just, you know, off the top of my head. Uh, it's one of the, the things that we talk about that we don't actually stop and think, yeah, but how are we? And there's thought that there's 3000 emotions on the emotional wheel by Gloria Wilcox and and, 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 you know, we say I'm fine, but actually there's like a thousand different ways that we're all fine. It's usually the second, yeah, but how are you, that you get to the next word. So even just reflecting, because I, I, I love, you know, like wor- words, and, mm. you know, the analogy that you use there about the outer field crisis, the inner field crisis. Whoa, that like really hit me. But, you know, when we say fine, well, what's another word that isn't fine that we can actually use? And. And the more you get in tune with your life force energy, the more you realize that excitement feels the same as fear. The only difference with the two things in our body is the, the situation that we put ourselves in or what we tell ourselves the connection is. So it's getting in tune with your body. How is it feeling? Is it feeling excited? Is it nervous? How is, what is be- below that fine? And that's one of the kind of explorations that, that we go on because we're too quick just to say that and move on when actually... Maybe we need something that day from the person that's asking that. And I don't mean, you know, cash or whatever. I mean, maybe a hug, maybe a second. How are you? Maybe a cup of tea. Like, who knows what what lies beneath? But we were quick to move on mm. and not really stop and appreciate. And I guess that's what a lot I'm about. That, that kind of pause again comes in and is really important. And what brought you here to this conversation? Um... Well, I, I, I guess my own curiosity in having these conversations because um, of, I guess, the feeling that um, spirituality does have connotations around it. And, and my growing beliefs and my growing path is that I'm always interested and curious about how we can spread the message of what being in tune with yourself means with taking control and empowering yourself over your own life force over your own decisions and you know one of the things that makes me saddest of all is when people don't believe that they can make a change or that they can't make a different decision or that they're stuck we're not stuck ever regardless of the situations and I'm obsessed right now about reading books about holocaust and the amazing (laughs) stories of people that were in the most dire of situations but with Viktor Frankl in particular, he always believed that there was, you know, the last thing that could be taken from him was his freedom to choose. Mm. And so we can choose how we feel. We can choose a different day. We can make a, we can turn left instead of right outside the front door just to mix things up. But all these small steps create new pathways in our brain that rewire us in a different way so we can live tomorrow differently. And I just love 
our conversations because they come from very different spiritual places but it's about how can we help people realize that they are empowered they're the only people you are the only person that controls your life force nobody else does no one else can and we can take on board external influences and yes our circumstances will change but we remain the one in control of that one thing that we have in our life force and so that's what makes me excited to have these conversations um, and to be able to share it with, with a wider audience as well. That's amazing. I hope that whoever's listening just gets whatever your life force needs <laughs> from this conversation and the ones that follow. Well, on that, we... we sometimes start our sessions with um a kind of guided meditation just to see what comes up but I have this wonderful tradition that my 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 coach and mentor Robert Deltz um uses and that's to start sometimes with a poem just a little bit of reflection so I thought it might be nice to end with this and the reflection is the invitation to listen to some more episodes and to to come along with us as we explore more of what life force means to all of us. So this might be one that you're familiar with, but it's Rujard Kipling and If. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, but don't tell, but don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating. And yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by knaves to make traps for fools or watch the things that gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools i just thought that was a nice way to say thank you for this conversation and i hope you have a great rest of your day We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. <laughs> and may the life force be with all of us.